Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. So happy that you're joining us this week. And as you listen to the show, you know, I really hope you feel my passion um, on this journey of sales, right? And everybody hates sales and we get that knot in our stomach and I don't want to be pushy and all of those things. And that is the furthest thing from where I come. So anyone that's been listening or following me or knows me, I'm all about sales from love, care and respect help you on that journey or that mindset shift. I have a free communication style assessment. The link is in the show notes. You'll get two reports. One will spotlight your just natural communication superpowers, which makes any conversation, sales or otherwise, a lot more smoother when you understand what strengths you bring to the table and more importantly, how you're being perceived. Flip side, you'll get a report showing your lowest score, which is usually a blind spot. And that probably is even more impactful to every communication you have with other humans, right? Because that's who we communicate with um, and just make it a little bit easier for you. So again, the link is in the show notes. I truly hope um, that you take advantage of that and use it. Now, my motivational quote today to kind of set the stage for the conversation with my guest tonight is by Pablo Picasso. And Picasso says, our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. So like me, you know, I have a feeling that many of you are aware of inflation, right? And the tax, when the tax man comes a knocking, um, Wall Street casino, unexpected illnesses, and possibly have fears about retirement planning. These are all just a few, I think, of the emergencies that we face every day. And even if you're financially successful, like a CEO, an entrepreneur, an executive in an organization, our lives can change in an instant. Need I say COVID? But when life changes, it doesn't have to be catastrophic. So my amazing guest today is Chris Miller. Now, Chris is known as the money maestro and is a legacy wealth strategist. Her clients learn to create incomes they will never outlive and how to change their family's financial realities. Not one person has lost a single dime on her watch, and she's a recognized expert on living trusts and estate planning and a highly sought-after speaker and trainer for organizations and businesses, including companies like Citibank and the U.S. Government Financial Officers Association. Um, Chris is the author of a number one best-selling book called Ready for retirement, three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future. So please help me welcome my amazing guest, Chris, to the show. Chris, thanks for being on and taking time to chat and share info with my peeps. Woohoo. Thank you, Connie. I'm honored to be here and share all these goodies with you for sure. And, and, you know, Chris, this is, this is a really important topic. And, you know, I know I, I, through the years, right. I've said to my husband, Ooh, we're ahead of the game. Like we're in, we, we got extra money in the checking account and then the car would break down right. and all that money would be gone. And then some, right. So we all face this. No one is immune. Um, money is money. And, and we all have, uh, situations arrive. So let's, let's talk first. How can we protect the principle of our investments and still grow money? Oh, great question. And your quote was perfect for this whole conversation because, you know, if you want to get somewhere, you got to have a map, you got to have a plan. And there's some amazing things that I've found in 32 years of, of my practice that I do, I own, and I basically own what I sell. That's it. 
I can't look at you and say, hey, you got to, you know, you got to buy this stock, but I don't want it. I right. look at my eyes. This is what I own. It's worked great. I've done well with it. And, you know, just whatever day this is, right? Well, just turn on the news and people are, are crying. They've just lost a, a lot of money. You know, the market just drops, you know, 700 points and then goes, it's, they're like tremors. For people to be aware. So how do you create money that you'll never outlive that's safe? And these are like secrets of the 1%. I hate that in a sense because it's not secret. It's just not talked about. So that's why I broadcast. So there's several, depending on your age. My favorite one is what's called investable life insurance, the IUL. And what it does is it uses the death benefit, accelerates the death benefit. So you can use that while you are alive and the money will come out tax free inside of this thing. It's incredible. I mean, and I got, I got to tell you, I was 58 when I found out about it. I was so mad. Like, why didn't anybody tell me? And I'm just like honest as I can be. I got one at 64 because I'm in, thank God, fabulous health. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so it's based on your health. There is underwriting with other, I have other programs that aren't underwritten if you have medical challenges. But the thing about this is that the money comes out tax free. It grows cash. A lot of people use these things like they can, you know, borrow the cash at 4%, you know, buy, you know, do real estate transaction and pay it back. And then you could set this up to pay you tax free income for life. And check this out. It's also got catastrophic illness protection, which is the humongous, uh, you know, we just went through the pandemic, right? Well, this has long-term care. So it lets you take 2% of the death benefit so that you can stay in your own home. And that's what I teach my clients to be able to be empowered and stay in your own home. So it's a fabulous way to go. Oh, and you know, in the last 30 years, they, they've averaged five to nine, sometimes 10% with Good. no market loss. It's a floor, right? You That's catch good. the upside. Yeah, it's a safe, if it's a safe vehicle for us to put money. And it's funny, you know, you found this out when you were 58. I'm laughing because they're constantly coming out with because of the technology now, it's easy to monitor and manage the back ends of these accounts so they could become a little bit more creative to allow, right, the protection of the principal because it's in a life insurance, but also when you pull it out, you have that tax-free income. Um, And I just wanted to comment for the younger folks listening, this is really an important concept. You know, I tell my kids, the life insurance, you you get it now, usually you're insurable, God willing, right, that, that you're healthy, you know, you wish health upon everybody, but, you know, you're healthy, you're young, the rate, the cost is so low. And what will happen now over your lifetime, you'll have that for death benefit or spousal, uh, you know, survivor benefits or whatever to help with the income loss if something happens to you prematurely. So you have that. Yeah, that's life insurance. But additionally, you have this growth of your money in there that at some point you can literally stop paying it. But as you get older, it gets more costly, it's harder to reach those breakpoints. So when you're young, anybody listening, please get life insurance. Even if you go, I have no assets, I'm not married, I don't have kids. Doesn't matter at some point, you will have a house or you will have assets that you should have that life insurance in place. Um, and that's true. You, right. You're saying I, I did it when I was 64 because you were still insurable. Thank God. But that's not always the case where we have diabetes and other things that then the, the fee or the price 
becomes cost prohibitive. So I just wanted to add that because I have young people that listen, Chris, and, and these are lessons that you and I, you know, as older women have learned, but you, you want these kids to understand the benefits of these different vehicles that are out there. So I'm glad you shared that. That's so check, important. Check this out. This is a kid that went, you know, someone that 38, this is just the illustration for him. And, and they can make money even if they don't have a lot of money. He Absolutely. Just put, he put $500 in a month. And and they have to be set up. It's not all life insurance does this. That's it's right. The, and the way they design the policy. But this kid put five hundred dollars a month, and he was set to get eighty to a hundred thousand tax free for life when he retired. For at thirty eight, you just put five hundred dollars in a month. Now a hundred thousand without tax. Well, if you're in the forty percent tax bracket, right? You multiply that. I mean, that's humongous so even these kids that don't have a lot of money can create cash it's fabulous way and the other way when you don't have health if you want me to to go into that was the equity index annuities there's a lot of them out there right those right now they've been keeping up with inflation they were five to nine percent when they raised the interest rate now they're something like 10 to 14 percent tax deferred it's got a floor on it, so you catch the upside. The market goes up two, you make two. The market goes down two, nothing happens. The money's still there. That's great. And that there's no health for that. That just roll the money over, no sales charge. I'm not a fee base. You don't pay me a fee or anybody that does what I do. But I am kind of unique because I have a proprietary, you know, the way they set the policies up. So it's very, very cool. And I'm not selling products. It's like a whole plan. It's like, how does what you already have work together with everything else? Because when you're 40, it's hard to imagine what it's going to be like when you're 60. When you're 60, what do you need to know about 80? And now we're living to 100. Plan for it. Plan Mm -hmm. to live for 100. And then you probably take care of yourself better health-wise too, right? Yeah. And, and it's important because, you know, you're talking about compound interest, right? So compound exactly. interest works in our favor. And, you know, the, um, the first 10 years of, of your working life. So let's say 20 to 30, just to keep it easy. That is the most important time to put that money away. Make sure you do the 401k, the matches, all those things and put a little extra money, you know, as you get raises, maybe take that amount of the raise and put it in a little account so that cash, but let it grow or put it into the life insurance that you've described. And then what happens, you have compound interest on your, in your favor. And then the flip side, right? You and I know this, the credit card. Compound interest can work against you where it can end up burying you. So the compound interest isn't, um, isn't always nice, depending on what vehicle you're, you're capitalizing on the, that, that, um, you know, that growth over time. How do, how do you help people? You know, cause here's the other thing too that you said, Chris, that I think is real important. There's pieces of the puzzle. So example, my niece, uh, her and her fiance, came over and we're talking about their life insurance. And, you know, she, I said, right now, buy the whole life because it's, it's inexpensive because you're young and healthy. I said, then when you have a house and you have a $400,000 mortgage or something, then you could buy term on top of it, right? Or then the kid's education. You can't, I, I don't know, everybody can afford a million dollar whole life policy. Sometimes we need a million dollars of life insurance so we can stack it. So how do you, that's the life insurance piece. Well, how do you help people, pay for those unexpected 
the catastrophic illnesses, accidents, uh, tra- tragic events, right? That a kid gets hurt in a sporting event, something like that. How do you, in part of your plan, what are some of those those recommendations look like? Did that make sense? That's why I'm a big fan. You know, whole life was, you know, sort of the beginning of what I'm talking about. But the hybrid is the IUL. Why? Because inside of the IUL, it has catastrophic illness protection inside of it. Okay. So if something happens, you can access the death benefit for catastrophic illness. You can take qualified money and pay the taxes called the IRA reboot. Say you have a 401k that's dying in the stock market, you're losing your principal and you want to get it safe. You can roll it over and actually pay the taxes from the death benefit. So say if you have, you know, $20,000 and you're putting it in there and you have all that tax to pay, you pay it with the death benefit, right? You don't have to write the check comes out of the policy and then the full 20,000 or whatever amount it is, is in there instead of that you had to pay the taxes from that money. So it's a way and it literally will lower a third of your taxes from the rollover using the IUL. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of goodies inside of that, that, that can help. That's my best way. Life insurance does have catastrophic illness protection inside of it and can create cash. So it's designed on your age and your health and your wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And how this it, policy is set up. Inside of that, you it can cover all those other things that you're talking about, the term and the this and that. You can have one really good policy that has a long-term care in it. Yeah. Now, maybe yeah. you already have something and you don't really need that. Then you can literally get a life insurance policy that creates cash and catastrophic illness protection. So you're not, I don't like standalone where you're, it's like car insurance where you're paying a premium that you're never going to use. Yeah. But mind you, I, you know, I like the one where you're all that cash is still in your estate. Now, the stats before the pandemic were seven out of 10 of us, seven out of 10 of us use a nursing home after 65. That's huge. That's, I've, because I've done this for three decades, I saw the period where people end up, and this is the majority I got to write another book about, they end up losing their money at the end of their life, either in a yes. nursing home. Yes. probate or the great recession. Yeah. And it's, and it's sad because like in like 2008, people were coming in and lost 40, 60% and they're in their seventies and eighties and can't go hustle it all back again. No. And it's going to be really hard this next 10 years. Now that we're now that the, everything is resetting really fast. No. And I'm like, you know, my podcast is Monday 911. I'm kind of yelling. I, I feel like I'm yelling because I just say it honestly, kind of, you'll know what I mean. A lot of little sheepies are going to go off a cliff yeah. and nobody's telling them. And it makes me really, it makes me sad because, you know, you can only do so much that, so that's why I share a lot of this information. It's not, you know, it's not stockpile normal. It's, you know, it's unique in that sense on, the safe side of, of looking at everything. And and here's the thing, Chris, people need to, you know, you hear it, you hear this idea, right? They're listening to this podcast and they're hearing this idea. Go back and explore. Is this a good thing for you 
to include in your financial plan um, because everything isn't for everybody either. However, if we ask the questions, there might be something that's even better suited for whatever your particular age situation, financial, um, you know, what you can afford to pay every month, but you have to know what questions to ask. So these are important questions that we're having today because it just shines a light on things that people maybe never heard of, or they've heard of it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't understand that. I, you know, I don't want to sound stupid. Right. You have to ask questions because your financial, you, here's the thing, tomorrow's coming. And you're going to be 60, 70, 80, 90 before you know it. So what are we leaving? What do we want to leave? Now, if you say, you know what? I don't want to leave money to my kids, then whatever, right? You can say, if I run out of money, I run out of money. Uh, but what, you have to think about your end of life also. I know that sounds so morbid, but what is the expectation at the end of your life? Do you want to leave a legacy for your kids, right? Right. And and that's the plan, right, that you started the show with. If Absolutely. you have the plan, then you're living your legacy and you'll find a lot of people halfway through their life, they turn their whole business into a give back mode. And then you live your legacy so you can actually give back your blessings to everyone around you. But then you you have a plan so you're not a burden on your family, right, yeah. if something happens. And you have if you want to leave something, but you have something for each age, because you'll find each age has an issue. And people are just so, you know, just trying to survive the day to day thing that they don't take the time. It's not, you know, no judgment. You go to school, you learn how to make money, you get out of school. What do you do? Go make money and give it to somebody else to gamble. That's right. That's what it is. It's a roulette wheel. Will it be up or down when you retire. And yeah. that's the thing that people don't see because they don't have that longevity. It's not that I'm so smart. I've done this for 32 years and I just saw, and over 6,000 people just saw patterns like, wow, everybody's losing their money at the end of, before they die. It's crazy. So it's, that's it, it. It's yeah. tragic. It's tragic. And, yes. and yes. you know, it's true. Come on, Chris, when we were 20 and 30, I knew it all. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in my 60s and I think, holy crap, I don't know anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. We get humble. Yes. As we, as we, go. We, we realize that there's so much information and yes. especially when it comes to the money and as the technology changes, things change. Why do you and I'm sure you recommend this, but why is it advisable? Um, to create a living trust? Well, that, that's a great question because, you know, the living trust is a legal document that's created to own and manage your estate. This isn't just the end of the life document, which people think. Most people don't even know what a living trust is. But what it does is it protects you if you pass away, right, when you pass away, from going to probate. What's probate? Courts. What do courts take? Attorneys. And what do attorneys take? Right. Money. Money. Yeah. Right. So a living trust protects your estate and lets you leave your estate directly from you yourself to your family with no middlemen. You don't need me. You don't need attorneys. You don't need courts. Now, inside of a good revocable living trust package, you'll should have a power of attorney for financial. That's something we need right now. Look, Absolutely. Go skiing. You break your leg. Who's going to take care of the bills? Right. Power of attorney for health care. Hey, I want someone in my family to make my medical decisions and not some doctor that looks at my insurance policy. Just being real here. That's yep. really important. And I'm 
real strict with my health. So I have other certain things I want and certain things I don't want. And I don't want to compromise that. So that health care is done ahead of time. And you know what? It's off my mind. I don't have to think about it. Then all my assets are put in the name of the trust. So I'm protected. Hey, here's one for you. Minor children, mom and dad go out to dinner. Don't come back. Who's going to take care of the kids? And just like you said, Connie, when we're 20 and 30, we don't think about those things. We're just going to live forever. So it has guardianship provisions and a good trust has guardianships from minor children and conservatorship for older people. If you become incapacitated, who's going to help you? So it's a full blown, a good revocable living trust has all of those documents included in it for your whole life. And everybody needs a living trust. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and it's funny because my husband and I, when the kids were little and an attorney happened to be a friend, we were both working in, uh, I was in the trust department of a bank. So dealing with all of these things that we're talking about. And um, so I asked him, I said, can you draw up the documents for us? So he knew me right really well, but I'm going to make you laugh with this one. So we had our life insurance and we put the beneficiary, the life insurance for the uh, within the trust, the insurance trust. So I always tease and I say that trust, I hope never gets funded because I'd have to die right for the the money goes directly into the trust. But here's the, the cool thing that you're talking about having these legal documents in place. So when especially with my kids, they were little when we created this. But I thought, what if they're 22 years old and 25 years old and something happens to my husband and I? You know, we each had $1.5 million of insurance at that time because you know we had a mortgage. I wanted to pay for their education. Right now, all of that is kind of paid for. So, But at the time, it wasn't. So do you want a 22 and a 25-year-old to get you know $1.5 million each to go out and buy the Corvette? So the, the attorney knew me. This is, this is the funny part of the story. I'm like, can I control how that money is delivered to them? It's like, sure, you can. You could put break points. So when they hit, age to go to college, they could as much money as they wanted would have gone for college, graduate, PhD, all of that money. I would love for them to have have had the money to be able to do education without taking on debt. But I said to him, but that doesn't mean when they graduate, they get all the rest of that money because you're not going to spend that much money for for education. So I said then and we have break points. So even to this day, because the trust is there. Right. And I still have insurance, but they don't get the last bit, that last percentage that's in there until they're 45. So anybody listening that knows me, you know, I'm a control freak. But my feeling was and this this is the importance of a trust. Right, Chris, is that it's your voice from beyond when you don't have the capacity to talk or navigate. So my kids, even if they mess up financially, when they're 45, whatever little amount of money is left in that trust will then go to them and hopefully be able to get them out of debt, pay for their kids' education, whatever it is. Um, But that's the, excuse me, that's the control that you have with these legal documents, right? So, and I'm sure you have stories that are uh, similar. Just have to have these documents in place. Absolutely. Just It just brought to mind Bing Crosby, right? Bing Crosby had a trust. And you think you're a control freak. He set his trust up, right? He had a lot of money, This right? And they had to be 65 before they got to anything. And yes. And they had to do something good for society, write a book, you know, do like that. charitable. I like that part too. So, you know, makes them, you know, right, charitable. So that's just, a, you know, 
one of those stories just like you. And, and you can design that. Some people have kids that are on alcohol or drugs and you could set it up like you have to have three years of, you know, rehab and gainful employment. And then you get so much and you could, you know, absolutely control it from the grave, as they say, or from yeah. heaven, wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. these are important documents. And the other thing I want to comment on that you mentioned was the power of attorneys. And this is one that we don't think about. And I forget her name, Uh, Florida Shriver, I want to say. Do you remember she was incapacitated? She was in a coma and they didn't have a living will or anything. And he did not have a power of attorney for her as the health, like the advocate if something happened to her. Remember the parents came in and would not pull the plug and they went to court. And I want to say it was a good five years before he won through, you know, this court decision. In the meantime, she was on life support. He went bankrupt. He had met another person that he had fallen in love. His life was stalled and was destroyed financially because he didn't have that one little piece of paper to protect him. And and in this case, his wife, right, by pulling the plug. So there's all of these documents. And I hope today's conversation just raises your awareness. And the other thing, do you work with business owners? Oh, yeah. Small business owners, key man insurance and estate planning inside of that. That's absolutely for sure. Yeah. Yes. So this is why I was excited about our conversation today, because, you know, we think wealth management, you get you have to have a gazillion dollars. That's really not the case, because sometimes when we die, the life insurance creates the wealth right after the fact. So these these um, legal documents really matter. And and here's the other thing, right, Chris, I'm, I'm sure you work with attorneys that you trust. They're not that expensive to create. Right. Right. Well, we make, you know, I make trusts all over the country. I charge twelve hundred dollars for my trust. I nothing. know that's nothing. And it's got a power of attorney, financial, health care, pour over living will. You don't want to be on any artificial life support. Right. And then a deed, all your all your assets go in the name of the trust. A lot of people get trusts made. They think they're like a will where you sign them and then they don't put their assets in them. That's that's the one thing that you got to. You got to review and make sure that everything you have is in the name of the trust and your power of attorney. You want to make sure that the bank has it ahead of time. Yeah. Otherwise, they give you a big old hassle and you have to have the signature card signed ahead of time. And so there's little nuances there. You want to make sure if you have a trust to make sure that it's updated and that everything is in the name of it. And and the business too, the key man insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, your your right hand person who runs the operations end of things, they die or they become incapacitated. You still have to run the business. So yeah. there's so here's the deal, everyone listening, whether you're a business owner, you're young, you're older, and you're thinking, ah, oh, it's too much information. Um, have a conversation with Chris or whoever your advisor is, but now you have questions that you can ask. And the, the last story, um, and I don't know if you, you heard use Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, but um, it was Prince, you know, the, the oh, yeah. um, musician he I had, know. I don't, his right. estate was ginormous and he yeah. didn't do any estate planning, Chris. I and I want to say it was maybe he had passed away. It was maybe three years and the estate still hadn't been issued. The attorney, and I'm not saying anything bad about attorneys, but the attorneys were getting paid to try to navigate this mess because he had no will, he had no trust, and the heirs, the, the beneficiaries, so the, the 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 assets were being dwindled, and his family never saw anything. And here's, you know, I mean, you had to have a patent attorney, I would think, 
So it's, it, again, doesn't matter how much money or how smart you think someone is. Sometimes we have these blind spots because we don't know what's out there. We don't know what's, what we should ask. So trust wills, all of these things, the life insurance you talked about, they're pieces of your financial puzzle to help you navigate, but also not to have leaks in your boat, so to speak. Right. Exactly. And if you, if your state ends up going into the court system, you lose five to 25% and it goes on three years is not very long. I, as far as I knew a few years ago, John Wayne's estate was still in probate. Stop. Yes. He had royalties coming in. Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson had a trust, but there was a, it wasn't completed. So he ended up in probate. Um, Marilyn Monroe, she had like 1.8 million when she passed, but she had a will. And by the time they were done, it took them 18 years to go through probate. And by the time they were done, she had about a hundred thousand left over. So this is not a tragic commentary. It's ridiculous. Just keep, and the neat thing about the trust, it gives you the power. It's in your control and it goes from you to your family. Absolutely. And, you know, here's another little thing that if you have things just so you don't have sibling, rival, you know, problems and mom, you have like antiques or things, go around the house and take a video and go, grandma gave us this, you know, this chest and tell the story. And then this is for, you know, whomever. And then there and then it's real clear. And then you pass a legacy because it's not stuff. It's the story, the story of our legacy and our life and the blessings that you can pass to your to your family. But live your legacy, meaning do the steps now so you don't have to worry about all those things. Right. And and here's the other thing, too, everybody listening, our capacity for complex financial things. Um, it, it gets real hard to discern and as 70 seems to be the magic number where complicated financial matters. It's, it's just hard to sieve through and figure out. So if you can, you truly want to do this while you're younger and, and we're out of time, but I wanted to share one cute little story when I worked in the trust department. Now this is 25 years ago you know, dealing with families, Chris, and I bet you deal with this all the time, seeing them fight over the money in the estate. So I remember coming home and having a conversation with my mom and dad and said, I think we need to have a family meeting because I don't want us to have to fight, you know, if something, God forbid, happens to you guys. So we sat down and my dad pulled out a little black book and he said, okay, this will be with our will, but now what do you guys want? And we giggled. We were like, we don't want anything. We want you to be alive. Right. And he's like, but no, okay, let's make believe that we die. Right. What do you want? And it was funny because, um, my younger sister, it's a really good cook. She said, I want mom's pots and pans. Cause they're seasoned. Right. right. And right. I don't cook. So I'm like, you're going to have a pots and pans. Cause I don't want them. <laughs> but there was this decoration, a Christmas decoration, and it was old and worn yeah. out. And yeah. I was like, I want the decor. They all looked at me like, what drugs do you want? I go, for <laughs> me, it just signifies Christmas. And it's, I know it's dilapidated, but it, it brings me such joy when I look at this stupid little thing. They were like, you could have the decoration. But <laughs> the thing is, and then obviously, you know, my dad had a t- lot of tools. What should we do with that? But we had a calm, rational, respectful um, uh, conversation. And my mom and dad took the notes in that we didn't have the the video, like you said, the, the, now we have it on an iPhone, but what a beautiful idea to take, like, 
China from grandma and saying, you know, Connie wants, wanted this. And let me tell you, grandma and grandpa got this and they bought it in. And, and that, that history, now that China is worth more than the China, it's the story that goes with it. I love that idea, Chris. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any last little tips before we sign out and I'm going to give your, how to reach you and all of that, but how do you, any little tips that you want to give? I think, you know, Take time out of your life, even if it's just an hour on Sunday or something, to to learn about what we're talking about. You can read my book or you can go anywhere. Start to learn about this. But right now, they're changing the money system on us. And it's, you know, they already have a digital coin and they want a one world currency. You know, that's where it's trying to head. It's We are in those times, I'm going to say. So that's why I'm in the money 911. You want to be prepared. Make sure you have rainy day money. You, yeah. If, you know, we learned about the lockdown, I, I used to say six to eight months, but now I say eight months to two years, half rainy day money, seriously, yes. and do, do, do discretionary and non-discretionary, like keep your receipts for a month, and then divide discretionary and non-discretionary, you'll find money. I'm serious. You don't really need that another pair of shoes. And how many subscriptions do you have right now? You really don't need. And take that money and put it in your DNT account. Do not touch. You can create rainy day money. So, so that use that, you know, and, 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 you know, so that you will be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, because because life happens, peeps. Life happens. It right? happens fast. Yeah. So here's the deal: you need more Chris clearly in your life, and the podcast is Money Nine One One. That should be a must listen to um, because you do, you cover so many strategies and ideas and tips and things that are happening currently um, in the marketplace. So Money Nine One One, subscribe and and go listen to Chris there. Um, a website is Healthy Money happylife.com, which I love. So it's healthymoneyhappylife.com. I will put that in the show notes. If you have a question that you think, oh, I really need to talk to Chris, go to Chris and it's K-R-I-S at healthymoneyhappylife.com. Again, I will put that in the show notes and you do have a free gift, which I'll, I'll put the link, but tell us about that, Chris, please. Well, it's a next chapter checklist. So it tells you things that you should be thinking about, kind of gives you a little outline. Um, and, and, and you can hop on actually at your legacy shift and, and then you download this things that you want to learn about and think about and know about. So if we're not connected, at least it'll give you a little map, right? For a plan, plan retirement early, pre-retirement. Yes. I can tell you, I loved the title of the book too. I giggled because of course, you know, I'm later in life. I have a finance background, all of those things. I was like, I love the title. So that link also will be in the show notes. Another valuable resource. Take the time. And I, Chris, I love that last piece. Take an hour on a Sunday first thing in the morning with your coffee and just read for an hour and start to create mm, priority and make a list of the things that you don't have that maybe you do need. And then you could reorg and prioritize them later on or meet with Chris or someone like a Chris um, that you might be using already. Um, But that is a great strategy. So I love that. Take one hour. We're not saying sit down for 20 hours a week, one hour, um, cup of coffee, cup of tea, and and try to work through it. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. 
which, you know, I love talking about money. More importantly, I love talking about protecting people's assets so we can leave a legacy for our kids. Because you, I know you and I, we, we work hard for our money. Right. I don't want the money to go to a nursing home or to the government. Not that you don't want to pay your fair share, right? We do, right? We have to, we have to be part of the community. But I do want to leave something to my, my kids or grandkids or great-grandkids, whatever it might be. So right. planning is where that kind of um, legacy is born. So again, use Chris's free gift to help you begin to formulate what those steps or what those that plan looks like for you because everybody has an, a different agenda or expectation. So your plan might be a little bit different than your neighbor. So again, use it as a tool. Chris, thank you so much. Um, for sharing just your zone of genius, really wonderful. And you're just fun. You're just fun to hang out with. You're, I like it. I like, you know, that we could be goofy, but talk yeah. about a very serious topic. So exactly. thank you for that as well. Thank you. It's been a pure joy to be with you. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. Back at you. All and right. I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together, no matter where you are on this trajectory of change in business or life. I hope between my guests and I that we help help support you, but certainly share ideas and strategies that you can implement today. Download the book today and put it into action. Information is beautiful. If we do nothing with it, it's information putting information into action. That's where we have magic. That's where we leave legacies. Um, and that's what my, my wish is for all of you that listen to the show. Um, so thank you for tuning in to changing the sales game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I wish you an inspired week filled with magic, but you have to create some action to get to that magic. So download the book, download the information from the website, um, do something different and really, really see how your life changes. It's miraculous. I love you all. Chris, thank you so much. And I'll see you all next week. Have a really good one, everyone. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. 